This is Nancy. And this is Dana. And you're listening to the NY Foodie Family Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the NY Foodie Family Podcast. 2020 edition, y'all. <laughs> yes, it is. We had a short couple-week break there to enjoy the holidays. It's so fast. It is. How were the holidays? You know, we survived, I guess. Is that the best or the worst you can say about it? No, I felt like... Accomplished. It was, yes, and I felt very... Like, I went into the holiday saying I'm not going to be stressed, and I really feel like I wasn't. No. I mean, we tried fairly hard, and I guess we didn't get too worked up about it. I don't think we did. Is that the mark of a good holiday season, not to get, like, all frantic? I think so. I mean, we um, were shopping last minute, so that... that but it wasn't was... stressful. Okay. Were you stressed? Did you feel like... No, I feel like I should have been. No, that's what I'm saying. No? It was very, a very chill holiday. Okay. Everything went off as, like, ex- better than expected. Okay. Give ourselves a little pat, pat on, on the, the back. back. Pat, pat on the back, right. everybody. So we'll just attribute that to our ultimate zenness. Yes. <laughs> okay. Win. So our, I think we had a pretty great 2019 when I was thinking back on, you know, what we had done and accomplished this past year. Number one, podcast. Yes. We started this. Um, but we went to Kalahari for the first time. Yeah. We celebrated our 15th wedding anniversary at the Roxbury. We sure did. That was fun. And I really want to go back, especially to their new hotel, um, even though it's a little on the expensive side, but really looks awesome. Um, we went on a cruise. Went on a cruise, most recently celebrating my 40th, my mom's 70th, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, our niece's birthday. It was a lot of celebrations going on. Um. So we've had a pretty... We did the Catskills. Pretty good year. Yeah. Yes. We, we stayed at the Emerson. Um, we did some pretty nice hikes for the first time. We've been pretty fairly accomplished. We have. Yeah. Okay. And I'm pretty excited for 2020. 2020 is looking to be pretty good. Yes, it is. So stay tuned for all our, you know, adventures and, you know, things going on. So we'll we'll look to tell you in advance of us going out and doing awesome stuff. We'll, we'll try. We'll try. <laughs> Maybe you can join us. So we are thinking of changing things up for our podcast for 2020. A little bit. A little bit. Normally we would end our episodes with our weekly quick hits with kind of, you know, some news and things that are going on on events, food, restaurants, etc. Um, in the Hudson Valley. Um, And we decided that instead of leaving it for a quick summary at the end, we were going to kind of focus our podcast more on the Hudson Valley and use those things that we would have talked about in Quick Hits as the basis of our podcast episodes. So less glossing. A little more depth and... Future thinking reporting. Correct. So we'll see how it goes. We're we're, we're trying this out. I, I, I think it'll work pretty good as long as we get a chance to kind of do a little recap. Or maybe we'll do a recap at the end of things we've already done. Correct. So we'll and flip future were... and past and give more time to what's coming up so people can get out there and have a good time. Yeah, we really want to focus more on, you know, the heart of the podcast, the heart of NY Foodie Family, which is 
talking about things, you know, food, fun, family-friendly activities, all kinds of stuff in the Hudson Valley and beyond. But why not talk about things that you can go do coming up instead of things we've already done? Go out, go out and see it. Exactly. Go do it yourself. So let's start things off, Dane. All right. So this is going to be a, I think this is going to be a boozy episode if I know what's, <laughs> what's coming up on this list today. But there, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, Some there, of us like our booze more than others. Uh, I like the hard stuff. You, not so much. No, not so much. Even, even Give me what... the hard ciders and the mocktails. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there has been an explosion of uh, of hard and distilleries in the Hudson Valley, and we've been to more than a few. Yes. And now this one. So a local bourbon made the Hudson Valley's uh, best of the 21st century. No, even, even it's a national, right? Yes, so, so a bourbon made in, in the Hudson, Hudson Valley, Valley has made a national list. Of the best bourbon of the 20, 21st century. So this is from 101.5 WPDH. The home of rock and roll. In the Hudson Valley. Yeah. Radio station. So uh, Yahoo, of all things, compiled a list of the best 20 bourbons of the last 20 years. And who made the uh, who made the cut here? So the only bourbon from New York State to make it on the list was the bourbon called Hudson Baby Bourbon. I mean, that name is so cute. (laughs) (laughs) Hudson Baby Bourbon made by, and this is where I'm going to mess it up. Tuttletown. Tuttletown Spirits and Gardner. Um, We have not been to this distillery, um, but we have driven by it a bunch of times. Um, Going up to Minnewaska, Rocking Horse Ranch, uh, the Emerson, I believe, went past it. so we've seen where the distillery or the road to the distillery is. Um, so from Westchester County, it's a little over an hour's drive, I think, to get to this t- Tuttletown Spirits. Yeah, maybe maybe a touch under, but... Um, so this Hudson Baby bourbon was one of the best bourbons of the 21st century. Yeah, Yahoo praised it for its smoky wood quality and flavor profile. It's aged in charred new American oak barrels. So, uh, and the flavors, the flavor notes vanilla, toffee, pepper spice, honey, raisin, mint. It I'd like sounds to, good. I'd like to think that I could pick all those out. I'd need some practice. I don't know. And I'm not a bourbon drinker, so I could not, you know, tell you. But the well, congrats bottle, to the only, yes. the only one in New York State and fairly local to us. Exactly. You can pick up a bottle of this at their distillery for 50 bucks. That's not too bad. It does not say how big the bottle is, but... No, and I wonder if you can, you know, if you go to the distillery... Try them out. Taste it. Most so. most of these places have a little tasting Yes, they do. ...area. Some of them are quite small. Yes, We've been to some really, really small Dennings tasting areas. Point Distillery. Very small. <laughs> um, and, yeah. So, if you are looking for, you know, something to do, not a very far drive. You know, definitely a weekend activity um but check out tuttle town (laughs) now now you got it tuttle town spirits yes i was tuttle t-u-t-h-i-l-l-t-o-w-n tuthill town Town. and gardner because and and check out the the bourbon hudson baby bourbon 
So from th- so from uh, from spirits to something a little bit more pedestrian. Uh, also from one hundred one point five WPDH, the home of rock and roll, reporting in that Hudson Valley Taco Bell's are adding twenty one dollar menu items in twenty twenty. Now, first off, where are these Hudson Valley Taco Bells? Because I know near us, we don't have any. Um, Poughkeepsie, Newburgh, Middletown, and more. It's a little further north. I'm yeah. not sure if there are any. There has to be Taco Bells in Westchester. Yeah, there's one in Yorktown. Uh, yes, that Yorktown uh-huh. um, Taco Bell slash Duncan. Yeah, for whatever reason, we drive Drake. around it. Yeah, never go know. there. Yeah, oh, there is one fairly close. There. So, yes, 20 one new menu items we're not going to go through all of them um and some of them are just variations so like the double stack taco but it comes in a variety of different flavors that they're uh adding to the menu and some of them aren't tacos at all yet so you have your very very standard cinnamon twists cinnamon twists which have been around for what since the beginning i think of time. when they first opened when they had just like two tacos on the menu and cinnamon twists that's what i remember and then the um Triple layer nachos is kind of standard. They also, for the place that sells Cinnabon, get a Cinnabon Delight two pack, whatever mm-hmm. that is. I don't know what a Delight some is. Some grilled breakfast burrito options, hash brown, and a Mountain Dew Kickstart. <laughs> One of those frosty deals, right? Fro- uh, the the thing that comes out of the ice icy machine. No, I thought the Kickstart was like a super caffeinated. Oh, was it? I thought it was, like, can? extra caffeine. It like, shows you what we know about Mountain Dew. We do and Taco love ta- Bell. We do, we do love Taco Bell. When was the last time we were at Taco Mountain Bell? Mountain Dew, though. Oh, Baja, Baja Blast. Blast. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I thought you were saying really, really love Taco Bell. No, like, we, really. we don't, but that's kind of our, our standard Baja Blast, yeah. For road trips? Yes. Agreed. Ugh, I can't even... Baja Blast. We wouldn't second-guess it on, on a road trip. Just, yeah, like, just slam that into a... A uh, large cup. cup. <laughs> yeah, there's the large cup with the, with the tiny bottom, so it fits in your standard. Yeah, I, I don't want to talk about it right now. So, if you are a Taco Bell fan, you know, check out and and you know, keeping on budget. <laughs> yeah. So in in the budget news, and we'll be honest, we're a little, we're a little behind on this story. Um, Forbes magazine, Secret NYC have already reported on this, going back to June of. Last year, 2019. Oh, you're totally moving on here. Sorry, oh, I'm sorry. Bad segue. Okay. I you were me into... No, I was just saying if you want to stay on budget, oh, you know, I check you out were... the Taco Bell dollar menu. But yes, okay, go, okay, go I thought on. We were talking Next. about other budget items. Next. Well, we can, we can go back to Taco <laughs> nope. Bell if you want. Nope. Well, go on. Fine. Since we're talking about Krispy Kreme, <laughs> let's keep talking about Krispy Kreme. So, so we reported back in June, sometime in 2020, I believe it's going to be on the early side of 2020. Uh, there is going to be a flagship Mega Krispy Kreme in Times Square, New York. And I was thinking back, where the heck is Krispy Kreme in New York at all? There used to be several in Manhattan, and I, I just looked it up. There's one in Penn Station, which could be of questionable quality, but that's the only one in Manhattan until this one opens up in, in I believe, early 2020. So it's it's going to have the largest... February. According to Google Maps, it's opening in February. How okay. how valuable is that information? I don't know, but it's gonna have the largest hot hot donuts now sign uh, and stadium seating. Stadium seating. So visitors can go in and watch the donuts being made under the cascade of delicious glaze. A waterfall glaze. Right. It's gonna be hot donuts twenty four hours a day. 
Nice. Now, if you know anything about Krispy Kreme, that's not that's not true. Everywhere, no. They make a couple batches, and they'll put up the hot sign. You're lucky if you're there when the hot sign goes up. Very lucky. Here's the thing: this hot sign's never going off until they close and move up away because it's a twenty four seven. It's a twenty four seven. Right. So it's going, and they have a walk up uh, window. You can buy dozens of glazed at a time, and uh, you know, a little knickknack shop. You can always buy your tchotchkes and t-shirts and hats and prepackaged um, dozens and things like that. So. So I know you said Times Square, but it will be located at Broadway and 48th Street. So we will, you know. Times Square area. Be keeping up on this and we'll keep you updated once we hear. But keep your eyes out for that, Krispy Kreme fans. And speaking of New York City, um, something that I've been seeing on my Facebook feed that looks fun possibly a future date night sometime Maybe. this year, um, is Broadway Roulette. So we haven't been to a Broadway show in a while. We normally like to do like a TKTS with the kids. On the coldest day of the year. In, we during a holiday yeah. break. We, we didn't do that this year. Um, but we do like Broadway shows. Like I grew up going to Broadway shows. I've, I've seen a bunch. We've seen a bunch mm-hmm. pre-kids. Um, it's just been harder you know, getting into the city, kids' schedules. Um, so, as we've mentioned in previous episodes, we've been um, checking out Westchester Broadway Theater, mm-hmm. which we've been enjoying. But Broadway Roulette is, you know, a- as it says, you- you're taking a chance. <laughs> so, for highly discounted tickets, so I'm talking like $49 on a weekday, $59 on a weekend, um, you go to the site you pick your day and the number of tickets you're interested in. Okay. And then you kind of set up some preferences um, for the show. Like, so if you're going with kids, you're going to say you want something family friendly. Um, I believe you can pick, you know, do you want musicals only or would you see a play? You know, would you want them to include plays in the roulette? Or both. Right. Um, so then once you set your preferences, they basically set you up with tickets to something. So you don't know what it is. That's the roulette part. You just know the kind of show-ish and the day that you choose. So you're taking your chance. When do you find out what what your show you're going to? On the morning of your show, you receive an email and a text notification with the show name, start time, and theater address. That sounds like fun. I would do that. Sound like fun? Yeah. Because then you're like, you know, you're not chasing the hot ticket, which you're not going to get at TKTS anyway. Right. Especially you're, during You're not, you're not getting times. Hamilton tickets on this either, by the way. I, probably not. Oh, no. I'm sure not. Unless, you know, you're, they have like a, a one ticket and, you know, they're trying to get rid of it. But when there's no choice involved and they say, listen, here's where you're going. You're like, yeah, let's go. Sounds like fun. Wow. Maybe we should try it then. Maybe. Future date night, folks. <laughs> All right. Maybe, uh, maybe we will do that. So that's at broadwayroulette.com. So something fun for either uh, family-friendly or a date night. Mm. So last city uh, newsworthy item here. It's a little far out, but in the spring of 2021, so... A year out? A year out. A year and change? um, There will be a floating park opening. 250 million bucks going to this thing. It's crazy. Being funded by billionaire Barry Diller. 
So the location formerly known as Pier 55, you're starting to see things of this actually coming together. Um, there's going to be some greenery and some walkways. You can see a artist rendition of the island. This is via secretnyc.co. Uh, so if you check them out or do a Google search, this, this is where we ended up. And it looks pretty outstanding to have this uh, park in the middle of the river. Now, is it just like greenery trees or is there anything going on? I don't Does know. I mean, say... they got to make money on this thing. What What are they selling True. besides entry? And it's going to be called Little Island. Little Island of whimsy and fun, it says. Open lawns, pathways, communi oh, community spaces, and performance venues. So okay. I'm sure there'll be... Making some money on that. Things going on. So definitely we'll be reading and seeing more about Little Island, but just something on the radar, New York City news. And as, as I was saying, you know, greenery in the middle of, you know, the, the bustling city. I'm thinking about another little island of greenery in the middle of the bustling city. It's known as Central Park, and it's been there for <laughs> quite a while. I don't know how this is going to compete with people just walking over to the free park, but stay tuned. I, I I guess they'll announce what kind of venues they'll have there. Oh, you think you're going to have to pay admission to enter Little Island? I don't know. I mean, they, if they got a quarter billion dollars into this, they have to have a plan to make some money back. That's just the basic economics of them not... I don't think Barry Diller's doing this out of the kindness of his heart. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Okay? I don't know how they're making some money back on this, but... We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. And the artist renditions look look. It does look nice. Does look really nice. We shall see. And wrapping things up with with some more boozy news. So this this is this is the remainder of our boozy news. This, this was this would technically bookend our boozy news, right? Yes, it would. So one of our favorite local breweries, Captain Lawrence in Elmsford, New York, is opening Current Spirits. That's the name of their new uh, distillery. And right off the bat, they have five different uh, spirits to choose from. In the location is right next to their uh, Captain Lawrence brewery. I'm not sure if it's the left or the right, but they're kind of tucked back a little bit. So I'm I'm curious to see where where it is. Maybe I'll drive past it in the next couple of weeks. Um, but they're starting right off the bat with uh, vodka, straight state straight rye. If I could talk, uh, gin, straight bourbon, and then apparently, according to Westchester Mag, where we got this from, the barrel rested gin is the star of the show. And this barrel rested gin, where gin is usually clear, looks like a whiskey or bourbon it's got a bit of a caramel color to it interesting so where did they come up with this project it's been it's been on in the works for at least a number of years because some of these are three-year age oh okay so so they had to come up with the concept at least three years ago for them to have distilled it and barreled it and packaged it so this has been in the works for quite a while and at least two years in the making. Yeah. So. So their head distiller, if you've heard of Dennings Point Distillery. Uh, Beacon, is, which we have visited. Yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing if this has been in the works for a number of years that 
their head distiller, Kieran Tompkins, has also left a number of years ago to start this project. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're starting to serve these now at the location, and the grand opening will be early 2020, whatever that means. They do have a, they will have a tasting room, um, which is allegedly has a speakeasy 1920s vibe. Tin ceiling kind of thing, uh, wallpaper. Yeah, and they will have, you know, spirits tastings available, um, small snack type things for sale, um, and eventually a cocktail menu. That sounds like a lot of fun. So, Captain Lawrence is doing really well. I see them pretty much everywhere they sell beer now, and I hope that they have great luck with this, too. Okay, maybe another date night another trip out yep so what else we got i think that wraps up our news this week so we'd love to hear your feedback let us know um if you like this format over our you know more topic focused and then quick hits at the end um before we wrap it up i just wanted to catch up on some just entertainment news on what we've been reading, watching, doing recently. What have we been doing? Um, we let's see. Visited Untermeyer Gardens Grand Holiday Illumination. Uh, it wasn't terribly cold. That was good. It was not compared to last year when we went. Um, unfortunately, it's closed now for the season. Um, but if you haven't gone, definitely worth some worth checking out um it's in yonkers at untamar gardens um the gardens itself are something you should check out anyway um they're open all year round and every season the gardens look different but during december everything's lit just the walled garden um is lit up so it's just really nice to see the trees and the wreaths um Free entry, but they ask for kindly ask for a donation. Yes. Uh, free hot cocoa, uh, which you know they also ask for a donation if right. you should so do that. But how many times have we driven past Untermyer Gardens before we knew where or I what know. it was? I mean, I used to work in Yonkers and had no idea it was there. It's crazy. Um, so that was one of the only holiday things we did. We already reported on the Westchester. Uh, oh yes, yes, we did go to Westchester Winter Wonderland. So okay. So I feel better. Okay. We did a couple. We did a couple holiday yeah. things. Um, once we get some snow, we're looking forward to some snow activities. Um, but I'm not going to complain with these, you know, milder winter temps. Um, watching. So just movie wise, the other weekend as a family, we watched Dora and the Lost City of Gold. <laughs> yes. And it was mild, surprisingly, not as bad as we thought. It was it was playing on the audience that grew up, which was our kids. W- they were the perfect age. Who therefore, grew up with we Dora. therefore we grew up with them exactly. watching it. We are very familiar with Dora. Um, so, All star cast. Yeah, and it was actually there were. It was it really was more than mildly amusing. Yes, it, it was actually kind of fun. <laughs> so. Um, and PG. Yeah, I think it was. For yeah. some reason, I thought it was PG-13, but then when the attraction, the, you know, movie opened, I thought it said PG. Um, 
And we also saw The Art of Racing in the Rain. And we read the book. We all read the book, you, me, and Abby. I accidentally read it twice. That was my second time reading it, too. Okay. But it was, it was really good. It was. And the movie was... As you'd expect. Yes. It followed the book pretty closely. Pretty closely. Um, but was good. Um, and then Abby and I watched Where'd You Go, Bernadette? And I had read the book years ago, and I really didn't like it. So this is one of the few times where I can say I like the movie better than the book. Really? Yes. That's amazing. So I, I wasn't a fan of the book, but the movie w- was okay. Okay. Where, um, where'd you go, Bernadette? So just the movies we were checking out. A um, couple things on Amazon Prime. Yes. So we've been watching The, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. And Which is a little bit more upbeat than its competition. We kind of we've been flipping back and forth between watching one of those and watching The Man in the High Castle. Yes, which we talked about in a previous podcast episode. Um, someone in my book club had recommended this book um, when we had talked about the book, um, The Orphan Train. Okay. Um. Because that dealt with World War II, and he was like, oh, if you like that, you might be interested in The Man in the High Castle. Uh, although it's a different take, it deals with World War II. Right. So we finally decided, oh, we'll check it out. Um, and we've only, what, three episodes in now? Yeah, we watched two? I thought three. Did we watch three? Yeah, we watched three. I thought three. we watched at least three of okay. each. we watched three of each. Um, so... That's what we've been watching. Those are our together shows. Um, I haven't really been watching much TV otherwise. Um, Reading-wise. I've been kind of slow on that. Pretty non-existent. Well, I I read through an entire Stephen King book on the cruise. I guess I burned myself out a little bit. I was reading pretty much nonstop to get through that in in a week. Um, I'll get another book. But I've been listening to some music instead of books on CD, and I'm ready to get back into... Books on CD. Good. And I, during the holidays, during December, read a bunch of different Christmas books. Um, I had set my Goodreads reading goal of 75 books for 2019, and I ended the year with 73 books read. Too short. Oh. You, you could have cheated on a couple <laughs> books, no? No, no. No. So I'm setting my goal again for 2020 of 75 books, and... On January 1st, I finished my, yesterday, I finished my first book of 2020. So, okay. off to a good start. On the move. Um, so, yes, the last book I, the first book of 2020 that I just read was called The Arrangement by Robin Harding. Um, and it's a suspense thriller type book. Um, and I actually really enjoyed it. Um Short synopsis without giving it too much away. Uh, a girl is poor, art student, struggling financially, um, and her friend tells her about and is a sugar baby. Hmm. So through a website, you know, they find, you know, wealthy men who will pay for young girls to, you know, go out with them, that kind of stuff. So she meets a guy, and she actually ends up falling in love with him, and that has some problems. So I'll leave it at that. 
No but, spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. Okay. But yeah, that was actually a good read to start off the year. Excellent. So off to off to the races of twenty twenty. Yes. So you got seventy four more, more books to go. Seventy four more books to read. We'll have to watch a lot more movies and TV to keep the people up to up to date on what we're up to, and we make some good any, recommendations. We don't have any huge plans coming up. We will see what's going on. Um, like I said, we do want to do some winter activities, um, snow-related activities, I should say. Um, but we do have a wedding in June, so, you know. Not ours. Not ours. Dana's brother is getting married down in Miami. So we'll be traveling then. But as of right now, no big trips on the horizon. No. Nope. That's six months. Six months. More time to do some local exploring. Yep. Let's get on that. As for now, let's get get back to real life, back to school, back to work. New Year is on. <laughs> let's do it. So wrapping things up here, um, check our show notes um, on the blog, nyfoodiefamily.com. Please send us emails at nyfoodiefamilypodcast.com at gmail.com um and please you know let us know if you like the new format give us any recommendations ask us any questions um we'd love to hear from you we'll see you next week talk to you next week bye-bye